I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. We're in episode 84. 84. 84. And we are talking about cooking. Ahoy! Yep. Does it stick around if you want any more? Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. It's uh, it's currently one week to Christmas. It, it, oh, <laughs> Blimey, you made you frightened the life out of me. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. Yeah. It's actually two. It's two weeks, two for, weeks us. for us right at this minute, but yeah, one week I really would be in trouble. Yeah, exciting, isn't it? Yeah, this time next week, it'll be Christmas Day. It will be Christmas Day, and there will be an episode out as well, won't there? There will be, but this is the thing with the episode, I mean, what do you what do you do on Christmas Day? Well, normally I, um, I try to sit in a room on my own and listen to a podcast, because there's nothing else better to do is there really i mean you Christmas could yep yeah, that you could do that but i'm thinking about there's a lot of eating that goes on oh there is a lot of yes. eating i see where you're going with this yeah 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 um with there being a lot of eating we yeah. thought why not prep you guys oh and come up with some fantastic ideas for to that will save your christmas yeah. but before we do that yeah quickly yeah what's your name david oh my name's connor nice to meet you Oh, hello, Connor. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm the son. You're the father. I am the father. Just thought I'd clarify. Um, before we do move on, because like we said, we're going to have a talk about some cooking techniques, some food, whatever. But we're also going to, we've also... Not seriously, but yeah. Yeah. But what we have seriously done, yep. not kind of seriously, but we have made our own. We have kind of created a few things for each other haven't we yeah so independently of each other we've created a couple a few dishes i think three things i've done one isn't a food it's a drink and um, excuse me and you, you have done three yourself haven't you yeah we've, we've got um our own recipes for stuff i mean it might be adapted recipes on, on other things um so there yeah. might be a taste testing at the end of this there, well there will be a taste oh there test. will be yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I hope so, because I'm absolutely Hank Marvin. One thing to clarify, though, is we do live in the same house. We do, yeah. So we, we have seen what the other people were doing, kind of, but we've not tried it. No, we haven't tried it, and I'm not 100% sure what you're doing, to be honest. And no. even though I've seen what you've done, I'm still not 100% sure what's happening, because I had something... Anyway, we'll, we'll come into that yeah. at the end of it. Well, yeah, we'll go on to that. How's your current mood, anyway? Well, it, it's better now. Better than yesterday. Better is it? than yesterday evening. Yes, we're a little bit sad because England went out of the World Cup yesterday. Yeah, they shouldn't have last week. Um, they shouldn't have. Absolute cheats. The the referee team there. We were absolutely robbed. I can't believe it. They should stop the actual tournament and just award us the trophy now. See, the thing is, is there was, there was a lot of things that went on that just. You could you could argue England played very well, and you could argue that France also played well. Yeah. However, there was a lot of things that went in favour of France. They got the rubble of green, and they, a few of their players have come out and said, "Yeah, the luck was on their side." But you know, they, they very did. very much they that there was a goal right near well, the goal in the first sixteen minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, that shouldn't have been allowed. No, because there was a foul, and then blah blah blah, and we should have won ten. And we should have had three penalties rather yep. than two. And he would have scored the other one, so that would have yeah. <laughs> No, so we'd have won 2-1. So we actually won 2-1. 
All right, that, that's what should have happened. So, uh, but we did. There was been two games. We played Senegal, didn't we? And we won against Senegal, and that was excellent. Three 0 Really enjoyed that. Uh, last night, not so much. But very proud of the team. They played yeah, really was, well. It was still it was still excellent. Um, and now we're supporting Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they knocked out Portugal. Yep. So we're going to support Morocco. Come on, the Moroccans. Well, it'll be quite cool if Morocco win, won't it'll it? It'll be very good won. because it's totally different from anything else. There, there, I don't think there's ever been a nation that's won, uh, Argentina to win because of Messi, but I want Morocco to win. Because of their players. But anyway, that's enough about football. Yes. Although, one of my dishes resembles a football slightly, but we'll come on to that. I hope it doesn't taste like one. Um, Um, Cooking then, right? Obviously, in this house... It's a necessity, cooking. It is a necessity. um, And some people enjoy it, some people don't enjoy it. I quite enjoy cooking. And I think I'm right to say... I do most of the cooking in the house, don't I? Yeah. On a day-to-day basis. Um, but I quite like the process of doing the cooking. I mean, it's not necessarily particularly elaborate stuff, but I like being out in the kitchen. We've got a, a reasonably nice kitchen where there's a bit of room there and I can have music on or watch something while I'm preparing stuff. And it's a bit sort of uh, therapeutic. Yeah. However, I do get sort of aggravated about what the choice of food and what we're going to have and if people are a little bit, oh, I don't know what to have, that's when it gets frustrating. But on the whole, I actually enjoy cooking. I certainly enjoy food. Yeah, I enjoy eating. You do it sporadically, don't you? So for me, cooking is, is see, day to day, I I find it frustrating because it takes too long and sometimes, as you are aware, I just won't eat. Because I can't bother to cook. However, um, there are certain things that I really do enjoy cooking, such as, for example, pizzas. We have determined in the past that I really do quite enjoy cooking pizzas. What, like from scratch pizza, uh, pizzas. pizzas, not um, frozen ones, because that's yeah, yeah, very yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, From scratch, like in the pizza oven. Yeah. Um, there's certain things I do enjoy cooking. Um, and well, I like to try out new things. When so, you, for example. When you do it, you seem to go big time. You don't just. So even with the pizzas, that takes a lot of work to do those pizzas. Well, yeah, I make my own dough, I make my own sauce. Yeah. I don't make my own cheese. No. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad because I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> right. But you seem, to, you seem to either go all in or not bother at all. Yeah. Yeah. But today... It's because it takes to, up time. Well, it does take up time, but it then... You know, if if one of us didn't do it, uh, no one would eat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you certainly would And it's wouldn't. a necessity. I, I know it's a necessity. And that really bothers me, the fact that sometimes I'll say to you, or if we're away somewhere and I'll, I might speak to you or text you and say, oh, what did you have? To, oh, I haven't had anything yet. Or well, I've, I've had a bit of beetroot and, uh, and a carrot and a crisp. <laughs> no, I wouldn't just have one crisp. Okay, but there was crisps. a time that I had for when you went away. I had yeah. I had some beetroot and a carrot for dinner. Oh no, that is just <laughs> ridiculous, and that's just because you can't be bothered. No, well, right? Okay, so there's a number of different things here. It's just it's not so much I can't bother. It's just when you so for me yeah. normally on the weekends a big one. You yeah. wake up, you think I'm going to have breakfast. Oh, I'm just going to have cereal, or I'm going to have something a bit more. I might have something a bit more, but I'll have to make it at some point soon. I'll make it soon, I'll make it soon. And then it gets to a certain point, you go, well, it's now about 11 o'clock, I might as well wait till lunch. Yeah? yeah. And it gets to lunch, and you go, mm. right, I'll make it in a minute. Carrots. <laughs> I'll make it in a minute, I'll do it soon, whatever. And it gets to about 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, and you go, well, I might as well wait for dinner now. Oh, I don't want to eat this late, I'm going to bed in a minute. <laughs> but I, I would eat dinner, I would eat at least one meal. Oh, a takeaway? No. Actually, yeah, you might. You you are the king of takeaways as well, though. You, no. Well, no, look, if I if I need to make something, I'd make something. Yeah. And this is the thing. I do think that potentially, um, maybe we should do it one day a week where what? everyone sorts out their own dinner. Well, that happens every now and again when I throw my toys out of the pram because no one's listening to me or answering my questions and I just go. My favourite thing to do when I've got the ump is to, even if I've cooked dinner is to serve up on the plates and then it's quite it's quite yeah, evident. What you do like it. I banged about in the kitchen, you can hear that everything's being dished up 
And then I think, no one's bothered to come out. So I dish up all the free plates, say it's us free, and then I'll put mine on a tray and walk into the front room, sit down and start eating it. And then you two look up, look at me and go, Right, okay. Oh. That's, a li- that's a little bit unfair because majority <laughs> no, of the no, time no. I go I'll out give you, I'll give you a due. You nearly always come out and help me Occasionally I don't hear it, but it's normally... But I have done that <laughs> many times I've before. I've got a sixth sense for when the garlic bread's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is your job. The garlic when the garlic bread. bread's done, I don't know how, I just I could be laying up in bed and go, I feel like the garlic bread's done, and I'll go downstairs, yeah. and I'll take the garlic bread out of the oven, and power. I'll cut it up. Yeah. So, in, with that in mind, and that, what is your... I mean, did you do, uh, you did cooking at school though, didn't you? I seem to have food remember tech. some um, things you brought home. Uh, food technology, yeah. Yeah, because I did home economics, it was called at the time yeah, at school. It's a silly work name for it really, isn't it? And I, I that feels the like you should, thing, home economics <coughs> feels like it should just be um, about income and the cost well, of the house. I think the idea like was it was going to be about lots of different things, but really it was mainly just the cooking and washing up and making sure everything... Uh, might have been a bit about the preparation and things like that. But I can, Food hygiene. I, the only thing I remember from school with doing home economics is that one particular lesson, we had the choice of doing bread and butter pudding or blancmange, right? And everybody else in the class did bre- bread and butter pudding and I did blancmange. And my blancmange... Interesting choice. Yeah, it was an interesting choice, considering I don't think I would have eaten it, and I certainly wouldn't have eaten mine, because for some reason... I don't even know what it is, really. It had sort of morphed into... When I'd done it, I don't know if you, it's possible to burn blancmange, but I did something with it. Remind that it had me these, blancmange is. It's kind of a jelly cum... It's it's sort of like what you'd have a trifle. It, it's kind of a half jelly, half creamy... Sounds horrible. Uh, it looked horrible. It came out in a sort of brownie colour and it had big growths on it. It looked like something of the X-Files. But I can remember bringing it home. I do remember bringing it home. That and the um, rack that I'd built, a tall rack that I'd built. Uh, not nice in home economics. <laughs> that was supposed to be a knife rack and and uh, or a chisel rack. And my dad really, really ripped it out of me because he said you could put shovels in that because he said it's more like a chiselled rack than the chisel rack. Anyway, but they're blancmange and the blancmange didn't go down very well. But I can remember you bringing home bits and pieces, but I can't... Oh, we, um, see, normally it would happen... A bit more adventurous as well. I normally it would happen on the, uh, with food tech, is if it was before lunch, you'd then eat it for lunch. Oh, right, that makes sense, So there was, there was one time we made, um, I think I made a Victoria sponge... Nice. Once. Oh, should have done that. Um, I think we made we made a pizza. The ideal being is they teach you a couple of food techniques so then you don't starve as you grow up. Especially especially with like kids, teenage kids, like yeah. as in they're in secondary school. The idea being is your parents might not always be there to cook your food. So you um, might end up on a beetroot carrot diet. Yeah. Um, there was also like a pizza ciabatta. Not yeah, ciabatta I remember thing. some sort um, of pizza that you And did. then I used to make that quite a lot at home. Um, that there was, was like a bit of toast with some peppers on it or something. It like. was. It had um, stuff like which uh, I know doesn't puree, sound. Had tomato puree. Had like um, a, a, like a slice of half a bread. Because um, you used onions, to be able to get cheese. those like frozen, like they were French bread with with like a pizza yeah. like that, and that's the sort of thing. They you make margarita do. pizza paninis at my work. They're quite nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. Um, Becky, Becky did food tech. She um she actually did it for GCSE. So she used to often come home with things like mini quiches. She did a cheesecake. So she did stuff that was a bit more to it, a bit so more that, adventurous. Yeah, she's a bit. She's better at cooking than me. Oh, she's a she does quite a lot of baking, doesn't she? She does, does quite a lot of baking. This she is does the thing. some excellent um, birthday cakes she's done for people on that. I think if I remember right. Yeah, my last birthday, I kept suddenly mentioned that I wanted a uh, wanted did she do some one? cake. And yeah, she made me. Little cupcakes, didn't she? Nice. Okay, I've got some. a few questions for you. Right, comfort foods. What when you're feeling fed up? What's your comfort food? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? If you're sitting there and you're feeling a bit melancholy, I you don't just eat. you just pop a carrot. What? You don't, don't eat. Know, don't eat. <laughs> um, well, okay, England. So you wouldn't eat if England. I didn't eat yesterday. After England lost. No, you couldn't eat. Oh, right. No, it's not that I couldn't eat. I just didn't eat. I don't feel the need to eat after I'm upset. Is there nothing that sort of... Uh... Oh, no, that's a lie. I had two spoonfuls of honey 
so honey is your go-to no. after a, a, a loss in a World Cup No, game. we just happen to have honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a... Really, it, it's a bit of an eye-opener, this. Beetroot, carrot, a couple of spoonfuls of honey. What do you reckon the so, food so of have champions? Have you ever been that adventurous with food? Because I am... Um, what? <laughs> what, eat a beetroot? I don't really eat beetroot. So, so, like, for example, I'm thinking, what do you reckon carrot tastes like with honey on it? Uh, I reckon it'd be quite nice. Really nice, because if you do, because I was originally, I can say this now, originally at the end of this, I was going to present, one of the things was I was going to cut vegetables smaller, mm. <laughs> which you usually do. I don't know why I said that, but I did have this vision of have, what like I was going to do. a full-size carrot, but I was going to cut it so it looked like a tinier carrot. Now, now this, is, this is exactly what I was going to do, and then I realised you can get tiny carrots, Yeah, and what you do is glaze them in honey. And they taste really nice, but I didn't do that. Anyway, so one time, I, camp. one time I had, um, well, I thought it was Victoria sponge. It turned out to be Madeira cake. So I reckon it would have been better Victoria sponge. And I was interested as to what it would taste like with bacon in it. So I cooked up some bacon and I had that between two bits of Madeira cake. Wow. Sweet and savoury. See, I like that. It wasn't all that. No, I it doesn't it sound like um, it would be. I think maple syrup on it as well. But sweet and savouries are something I always thought was ridiculous until I had pancakes with stuff. Um, so you'd have maple syrup with bacon and, and pancakes and that, and that was really lush, really lovely. Um, okay, quick couple of quick questions then. Okay. You're on death row. Sorry to bring the mood down. Right. What's your last meal? What have I done? Oh, it's terrible. I can't really talk about it. Oh, okay. You went on some sort of... Um, a Roma-style pizza. Roma-style pizza? Yeah. Uh, drink? I, I've only had that once, and it was amazing, and I've never been able to get hold of it again. Okay. A uh, drink, um, Fanta. A Fanta orange. Yep. A Roma pizza. Um, any sides? Um, garlic bread. Lovely. Right, I'll just write that down just in case we need to let someone know about that. Um, and what's your, what's your favourite food? Um, pizza. So pizza's your favourite food. Or burgers. You like burgers? Oh, burgers. Well, not really. So burgers, when you go out and have burgers, like the, so you get all the, yeah. all the stack of stuff and all the rest Gourmet. of it. Nice. Burgers or, or pizza. What's yours? Mine, um, I think probably, mine comes a little bit comfort food as well. It, it changes. Kung I do like kung, kung fu. I like, <laughs> I like it when I've done <laughs> all kung All the food fu. is chopped with your hand. I've done hours of kung fu, right? No, it's sausage and mash, I like. Um, I also like pizzas. I love pizzas, to be, be honest, and a lot of Italian food. Father and Sundays present Things You Didn't Know That Happened Ages Ago In 1943, MI5 received intelligence that there was a plot by the Nazis to assassinate Winston Churchill with a chocolate bomb. Explosives covered in chocolate and made to look like Peter's chocolate bars were planned to be substituted for the originals and set off via a timer mechanism when the PM was within 10 feet of them. Fortunately, this never came to pass. Right, we are back after what appears to be just a couple moments for any listeners, but for us, it's been a little while. It has been. I've tried to time my food, so I had to do a little bit of prep so that it's ready for when we go into the bit where we're actually going to taste each other's food and all the rest of it. I'm not sure it's going to go particularly well. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I noticed that the kitchen was slightly cloudier. <laughs> yes, there's a little bit of a smoke element to it, but well, you yeah, know. You're smoking your food. Hopefully, hopefully it will taste really Delicious. <laughs> nice. Um, let's move on then, because okay. we've, we'll come back all to, to all that. We'll come back to that. Right, okay, so we've talked about what we like and, you know, us cooking in the past and at school and at home and all the rest of it. Um, it was interesting. I started looking about some of the delicacies around the world and perhaps next time I'm away at the weekend and not able to cook, perhaps you might want to have a look at something from, say, I don't know, Canada. 
Okay. What do they what? do in Canada? They have eat maple leaves. No, well they do. They love. They love a maple leaf. They do. Uh, but they eat jellied moose nose. Oh, jellied moose I nose. I should say before all this, if there's any vegetarians, people that are a little bit squeamish, or anybody who just doesn't like me talking about quite gross foods. Might want to just turn it down a little bit at this moment in time. Or skip ahead a little bit. Or skip bit. ahead. Um, by how long do you reckon this will be? Oh, God, 10 minutes. 10 minutes, all right. Anyway. Skip ahead by 10 minutes. No, <laughs> actually five minutes because the, the next part of this is very important people listen to. So, oh, okay. Jellied Moose knows in Canada, the indigenous people in the 1830s would hunt and eat moose, but they'd eat all of it. Right, fair. The whole lot, which I always think when people are going to hunt, and obviously uh, it's a slightly different way we do things these days. But the bit that really got me was there's a lot of hair inside the moose, moose's nose, and so that has to if be. If it's more than one, it's a it's meese. Oh, is it meese? Oh, yeah, right. like the meeses. There's there's hair inside the meese's nose, right? Yep. <laughs> it has to be painstakingly removed before they boil it a number of times, not the hair, the actual nose, uh, and then it's covered in broth and it sets into some sort of jelly and they eat it like that. Does that sound like something you'd like? Um, It's a bit of prep time. Obviously, you've got to go out and hunt a moose first, which might be a little bit of a problem for you. Well, there's not um, that many meese in Essex. There's no no, no big herds of meese. I don't think I've seen any. Have you not? Ever since I've lived in Essex, okay. which is all my life, I don't think I've ever seen a, a moose or a herd of meese. Okay, well, all right. Don't don't worry about that then. What about, um, there's a thing called a century egg that they have in China, right? It's also known as a hundred years egg. A century or, egg, I've heard of these. Or a thousand yeah. years eggs, which gives you a bit of a clue. So you can get hold of a duck, chicken or quail egg. You could get those from a supermarket. What you need to do a then... whale egg? Quail, not a whale egg. As far as I know, whales don't lay eggs. <laughs> um, and I do know they don't, so I don't know why I said it like that. Um, you put the egg in a mixture of clay, ash and salt for a few months. So this is something, if I'm saying I'm going away, I don't know, preserving it in March, you could do it now, and then it's all the preps done, right? Uh, so you put it in there for a few months, then you dig it up, by which time the yolk has turned dark green. Nice, right? yeah. Nice. Green eggs and ham. And it does smell awful. It like smells of rotten eggs, basically, because it is a rotten egg. But you eat it like that, and it's a delicacy. So minimum prep time, just well, a bit of digging. Yeah, the prep time is very small, but cook time is quite long. Yeah, but you just got to be prepared. And I think cooking's all about being prepared, be so that prepared. doesn't float your boat, no? All right, okay. What about something called... Casu Masu in Italy, they have this, also known as rotten cheese. It's a Sardinian delicacy, which basically, I know how hot you are on sell-by dates, so I don't suppose you'll have a look at this, but it's something that's well past its sell-by date. Um, the Some of la- the food I've cooked you for t- today is out of date. Is it really? Out of date ingredients, yeah. Right, and, well, we've got this now. This is on audio. I can... Well, I won't be able to use it in court because I won't be here anymore. Right, anyway, you put the larva of cheese flies, right? Right. What came in first, the larva or the fly? Add or the it cheese. Into the cheese. Hang on, hang on. Did these cheese, fly, cheese flies only come about after cheese was made for the first time? I presume so, yeah. Nice. So the larva of cheese flies is added. When they hatch inside the cheese, they digest the fat, transforming it into a soft, creamy cheese. Right now, obviously, some foods—if you really thought about how it how it's prepared or what—you wouldn't really eat it because there are certain things, bacteria, and that cheese itself is is sort of pretty gross. Yeah, to be honest, um, you can eat it though. This Very is a nice good thing though. about it—you can eat it with or without the maggots in it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you sound like you're going to give that a go. Um, fried tarantulas. You gave me an option, with or without. In Cambodia, they fry up their tarantulas. Popular stack, uh, snack, apparently. It tastes like crab. Spider crabs, I Oh, presume. crab. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like crab. 
<laughs> I don't know. I haven't got a massive problem with spiders. I have got a bit of an issue with that like crap? sort of yeah. And the, there doesn't there surely there's not much to a spider to eat. Tarantula. Even a tarantula. But anyway, okay. Well, we don't get we have big house spiders, but I wouldn't bother trying to put that in the air fryer no. or anything like that. Um, but people eat sardines. They're not very big. No, that's true. That is true. Um, what about tuna eyeballs? No, thank you. They eat them in Japan. You boil or steam them with a little garlic or soya. Apparently, they taste like squid. They eat them in. Uh, I'm a celebrity, and they don't cook them. No, I, I always think that's. I mean, even the gross things, if they're cooked, they're cooked. But surely there's a danger if you're eating something raw of any sort that a lot of these things, and we'll come on to this, if it's not prepared properly, it's, it can be quite dangerous. Okay, so you're not going to go for the tuna eyeballs, you're not going to go for the rotten cheese or the jellied moose nose or the really, really, really smelly old egg. Um, I didn't say no to the cheese, but carry on. Oh, right, okay. The cheese is still a goer, is it? Yeah. Um, well, you talk about the jungle. Obviously, they eat witchetty grubs. And the yeah. indigenous tribes in Australia eat them raw, right? Yeah. Not the heads, though. Apparently, they taste like almonds, right? Now, do you know what almonds taste like? Do you like the nutty sort of... No, but isn't that also what... Doesn't cyanide smell like almonds? Yes, and I think that's covered in something else. <laughs> if you lightly cook them, it crisps them up and they taste like chicken. And the insides, and this is the bit that I think I'd struggle with, I'll probably struggle with a whole lot, but this bit, is they have the consistency of scrambled egg inside when you eat them. Yeah, I'm not going to eat that mm. one. Another thing, in Africa, that's Australia, in Africa, they eat stink bugs. They use them to flavour stews or eat them on their own. And they have a crunch, of a, t- uh, a really crunch when you eat them. And apparently, and this is something that was slightly uh, right, you know, come out of nowhere, is they taste like apples. Now, yeah. everything else either seems to taste like chicken or some sort of seafood. Chicken. Or yeah, but these taste like apples. Sounds a little bit more appetising to me then. Yeah. Um, just as another quick warning, I think it's been longer than five minutes, so I just feel like I should just say, keep skipping. All right, okay. Oh, <laughs> right, no, I've only got um, two more, no, three more. There's a, a one in Mexico, right, which is called Hute Teocoche. It's a corn fungus known as corn, corn smut. I think you can get, uh, there's a YouTube channel for it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, corn smut. Don't think you get it on YouTube. Uh, don't, don't type that in, just in case. Uh, or Mexican truffle. It's actually diseased corn cob and has a earthy flavour, obviously, from the fungus. Because if you think about mushrooms, mushrooms, you don't like mushrooms, but mushrooms has got that earthy sort of taste. I just wonder how people, you know, get to the point, I suppose all foods like this, when they get to the point where they think, yeah, that's good, I think I'm going to eat that. Well, first bloke who milked a cow was weird. Very weird. And I wondered if he knew what he was actually doing. A couple more then. Black pudding. I thought black pudding was a British thing, but apparently it's eaten in Africa, in the Americas, and in Asia as well as in it's Europe. Hasn't as in a on a breakfast. Yeah, and his blood sausage breakfast. So lots of people were really repulsed by black pudding. I actually had black pudding on uh, Friday. The interesting thing about black pudding and you is you really struggle with the idea of a lot of things and we spoke about like I'm a celebrity as well mm-hmm. and with I'm a celebrity me and mum have discussed the fact that you said oh, I think I'd do really well on I'm a celebrity however we've both discussed that you would really struggle on I'm a celebrity what, not from like, the day to day stuff but it's the eating and not the eating trials we're talking about just the fact that of, of things being delivered to camp that's like a, a crocodile foot yeah, or something I, like that I, I think that was said to me earlier and I think basically I'd have to sit away from everything and wait for someone to prepare it uh, and then I'd eat it because but it wouldn't even, resemble what it was then even then you, you struggle with a lot of things like I think you only recently tried sour cream um, and, and stuff like that 
that oh, I've always been really, really yeah, fussy. Really, really fussy. That's yeah. why I cook because I know what I'm doing. What's funny about black pudding is you know what's in a black pudding. You know it's a blood sausage yeah. and stuff like that. Yet it's still something you like you. Yeah, I know what's in for. sausages, like most sausages, and I still eat them as well. Um, last one on here is a stargazy pie. Sounds lovely, doesn't it, in England? I think it's from the West Country. Traditionally served on the 20, 23rd of December and is made up of pil- pilchards eggs and yeah. potatoes under a pastry crust. But to make it a stargazy pie, you have to have the fish head sticking up out of the pie, like the with eyes and everything sticking yeah. out of that. Because it's stargazing. I couldn't do that. Yeah, stargazing. I wouldn't be able to do that because that would just put me off. Well, that was an interesting list of foods. And right, stuff. I just thought it was a few options for you next time we're away. What you've got to be really careful of, though, um, is some foods that can actually kill you. And I'm not just talking about like impaling yourself on a baguette or um you know uh getting one of those red please don't peppers. Bring up baguettes eh? after yesterday's game please don't what bring up baguettes after yesterday's game oh yeah sorry shouldn't have been talking about that shit. right so for instance and i wouldn't think of eating these particularly namibian bullfrog right again frog's legs are common food in france <laughs> <laughs> but in africa they eat the whole thing the problem is it's toxic and has been found to cause kidney failure and even death. So you've got to be really hungry, haven't you, to actually eat one of these things, knowing that it has the potential to kill you. Yeah. Right? Bean sprouts. Now, that seems innocuous, doesn't it? We have it with stir fries and all the rest of it. I don't. Cooked bean sprouts are fine, but raw bean sprouts contain or can contain E. coli, salmonella and listeria. All of which would um, make you feel a little bit dodgy. Yes, yes. Blood clams. They are harvested in polluted water in China and as such contain viruses such as hepatitis A, typhoid and dysentery. Mmm, nice. You're going to have to eat a lot of blood clams to sort of make up for the dysentery for a start. That's just gruesome, isn't it? This is one that will interest you. Dragon's breath. A pepper... This exceeds the Carolina Reaper, which has a 1.6 million heat units on the Scoville scale. Yeah. 1.6 million heat units. The Dragon's Breath pepper registers 2.48 million. It can actually burn you and close your airways, causing, causing anaphylactic shock. Now, peppers, when you eat the really hot peppers, it can have some quite bad effects on you. It can yeah. cause all sorts of problems. Yeah, you struggle with spice, don't you? Well, I like stuff that's got spice. or some got spicy some cheese ch- earlier. Didn't I you? had some spicy cheese earlier and it's still with me. Um, but that just seems unnecessarily... That's the sort of thing people do for dares, isn't it? More than anything else. Well, there's the people that try to breed the hottest pepper and stuff like that. Uh, breed it? No. Cultivate it. Whatever. They try to create it. Um, yeah. That's another a- place you don't want to get it. Talking about breeding with it. Yep. Um, fugu, I think I pronounced that right. This de- delicacy features raw puffer fish, which could kill you. I yeah. believe they've had something like this on The Simpsons or something. They have to, with the puffer fish, is uh, trained, chefs yeah, trained chefs are able to remove the deadly poison that are 1,200 times more deadly than cyanide. Yep. Uh, one fish has enough in it to kill about 30 people, right? There's no anecdote to it. So if you go into... Antidote. A, what did I say? Anecdote. There's no anecdote. I was <laughs> once in this... Is, um, <laughs> I was once in this restaurant, right? And this... Uh, no, there's no antidote. <laughs> there's no story. There's plenty of anecdotes. It. There's no antidote for it. So you go into a restaurant, you order this, and you've got to trust that the chef yeah. is that good that it won't kill you. Yeah, I just wouldn't order it. No. I, I don't like sushi anyway. No. And the last one I've got on here is sweet corn. Right. Yep. So, because <coughs> yeah, we ate that oral <laughs> devil's food, sweet corn, horrible stuff. Makes you poo colourful though. But, let's face it, food nowadays is more popular than ever. We've got like the Great British Bake Off, you've got celebrity chefs. Um, it is it is big news now. When I was younger, you just had uh, Fanny and Johnny 
which were Fanny Craddock was the and the Galloping Gourmet, which shows my age. Uh, and then you started getting chefs that were starting to do stuff on TV. And now you think of people like Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay. They do other stuff. They're famous for yeah, being chefs, but they do other stuff. So, you know, interesting subject. Okay, well, with the popularity of cooking, like I said, and the popularity of all those famous people out there that do the cooking, I've written a little song. Not, not another one. Another song, yeah. Can you believe it? You've got so much time on your hands writing all these I songs. I must have, yeah. Enjoy. song thanks mate it's another good one thanks um now we're on to a game but it's not a normal game as we mentioned earlier in the podcast we've been creative we have been creative we've been cooking uh and not much a, cleaning no not a lot of cleaning <laughs> yeah i've got to still go down to, i promise mum i'm gonna clean up you've been wearing your apron that you got yep. bought for uh your birthday birthday yep. yep i was trying to think what was the last thing that happened christmas or your birthday yes so we've created a few little dishes for each other to taste, haven't we? Yeah. So I've got a sting. Do you want to play the sting? Have quickly? you got a sting? I have got a sting, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> By the time it's edited, you do, yeah? I will do, yeah. <laughs> Father and son cooking up grub. Would there be a need for a stomach pump? Lots of lovely dishes for them to both try. Paramedics on standby. I'm sure that was a great skill. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my best. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, I've got a lot to live up to. I really like the bit yeah. where it just there was the bass drop. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Now I've got to do a bass drop with it. Right, no, so we're going to kick off then, yeah? Yeah. So I prepared some stuff, you've prepared some stuff, and we need to give a proper critique on it. Yeah. Now, um, shall I go... F- no, you go first. I'll go first, then. Yeah. So the first thing I'd like to offer up to you... So just to f- start off with, we've both actually similarly... Looks like we've gone for crisps. We have gone for crisps, and I know that sounds like... But actually making crisps, we're, we're which kind is of, a different sort of thing. We kind of prep stuff that you could have at... You, you know you have the afternoon you have, you have tea buffet sort buffet of tea buffet stuff with, a tea for, in fact, you've had your Christmas dinner 
And then you have your buffet in the evening. Actually, I think we should, each time we eat something, gauge whether it's going to make it to the buffet on Christmas Eve. Or drink something. Or Boxing Day. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I probably won't be having smoothies. Yeah. Spoilers. So basically, <laughs> one of mine... Is a drink. Is drink. It's um, it's my father and son days, spelled S-U-N-D-A-E-S. Nice. Yeah, so basically... Okay. Mixed fruit blend, garnished with a lemon. But and We'll come on to that. But I'm saying that because you may have to grab that Oh, okay. And take the taste away? I don't know. Right, so I'm going to start you off with my, glass. my first one. And you said Chris, but I think what you meant was lightly seasoned rainbow patatas fritters de verdris. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly analyse what I'm looking at. Yep. So I've got a multicoloured vegetables. Yep. Vegetables. Um, do you not speak Spanish? Nope. No. Nope. Um, so multi. <laughs> different vegetables that are crinkle cut which is quite good oh yeah. they're squidgy <coughs> yeah the consistencies oh wow yeah not quite there might be some crispy ones in there so basically these aren't crisp this one's floppy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this one, no. this one, they're all, all red as I'm well. I'm not a chef, as I've always already said. It's one of these beetroot. Uh, well, unfortunately, I did do some beetroot ones and they seem to have bled onto everything else. Yeah. It looked like CSI Westcliff down there when I was doing this. But what you've got in there, Connor, is you've got beetroot, mm-hmm. carrot, mm-hmm. parsnip. Oh, okay. And sweet potato. Oh, I don't think I have the carrot one in my hand. I did, sorry, I'm No, I don't know what that is in your hand, to be honest I think honest it might be sweet potato. That must be parsnip. Oh, sorry, I'm grabbing one of each. Oh, wow. Yeah, that must be carrot, yeah? Yeah, the long, the long thin ones are the carrots, you know. I'll hand it back to you so you can have some are. as well. Yeah, um, no, I don't know that I will. So how did you prepare these? What seasoning have they got? Uh, I'll so eat they it got, whilst you explain sort it. Of got some sort of piri, piri chicken... Uh, no, it's not piri piri chicken, because that would be non... Yeah, it's piri piri salt. Oh, my God. They're worse than I remember. Oh, here's a crispy one. Yeah. Um, my carrot one was crunchy, but not because of the crispiness, but because it just was like a carrot. Right. Um, now, I think we can both say it's been a huge success, this. <laughs> um, I prepared these earlier, and I thought in my mind they were going to crisp up a bit or go a bit staler so a bit your, your face is not encouraging me that this is um <coughs> sorry I think the problem is I read a thing and it said prepare and cut them with a mandolin right so I took the mandolin from the front bedroom what the musical one yep yeah, and I started trying to hit them with that and after 15 minutes nothing was happening then mum explained to me you have to have this it's a knife thing so I've used that and it was looking really cool but it's air fryers for you, isn't it? No, I think what one of the problems you've got there is it was you know, quite thickly cut. I think one of the problems... Oh, my goodness, that one. What was Can that? Can I try another beetroot one? Because I got a really burnt one. Oh, I'm not even sure that was a vegetable, that one. <laughs> oh, my God. This one's, like, really wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, everything a crisp should be, then. So, what do you so reckon the chances... One was better. What do you reckon the chances of this making it onto the buffet table? Look... If you perfect it, because there are some really burnt ones in there as well. <laughs> if you perfect it, there's a chance. But I'll be honest, yeah, uh, not so much crisp, more of a crunch or chew. Chewy the, the chews. Yeah. Well, I've done the crisp as well. Right, okay. So I basically, basically what went down is I had offcuts of other stuff. Right, that sounds delightful. So what I did is I... Basically, I have offcuts of tortillas because I was using tortilla for another recipe, so I had offcuts of that. What I did is I put olive oil on them. Yeah. I put um, some salt on them. Then I changed my mind and decided I wanted to put peri, peri salt on it, but really, ah, I'd already right. put salt on it. <clears throat> then I put garlic on it. Then I shook it all up and then I thought, oh, it doesn't look very peri peri anymore. So then I put more peri peri salt on it. Uh, right. Okay. And then I shook it up again. And then I put them in the air fryer for about. Two minutes, shook them, took them out, uh, shook them, put them in for another two minutes again. So about four minutes in total. These appear to be one of those food types that might make it onto my dangerous list. So 
your heart, your cholesterol is going to go up massively. Right. I've got a hernia, stomach hernia. Is it going to cause me issues with that as yes. well? Yes. Um, they're nice as soon as you start eating them. Yeah. But you can decide what you think oh, look, about like, that No, afterwards. I'll make a decision on that. What I will say, feel free to take any, maybe ones with loads of salt and it will be great. Okay. What I will say is um, they work in principle. In what principle? Uh, the fact that they're actually crunchy. Right. They are, look, if, if I, right, was, okay. if I changed so I'm looking at them now, they look like crisps. Yeah, apart from weird shapes. But yeah, they look like crisps. The, the only thing wrong with these, I would argue, is the seasoning. In the fact that I could actually, if we perfected this, this could be on Christmas. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm going to give it a go. Can I have some? I'd recommend only one. Because um, you might have a heart attack if you have more than one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to eat one as well now, but I'm going to kind of wait until... That's made my eyes water. Yeah, they're a bit salty, aren't they? And a bit... A bit salty? They genuinely hurt my heart. I'm going to eat one now. <laughs> they... Oh, right. Okay. So, right consistency. I think you may have been a bit overzealous. God, what else did you... Have you is there any... Is there anything left in the cupboard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh no! Shall we move on? Right. Can we do the drink? Yeah. So we do a drink. Right. I'm, I'm not going to say much about it. No, I'm, I'm just, just going to drink some fruit. So yeah, have a little sip of that, and then I'll have a little sip of mine, and we will move on to the next one. Okay. Has that made any difference? It's yeah. Got a lovely. That's nice. I'm going to lovely get fruity moustache. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of those crisps. <laughs> what I will say is your crisps are more manageable than mine. Um. Oh, my goodness. What do you mean? Because you can roll them up and put them in small places. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's a nice drink, though. But with my crisps, let's just go back onto really quickly. If we were to change up the seasoning, <clears throat> yeah. do you reckon we could have those for Christmas? Yeah, you'd have to You'd have to stop like two minutes into the um, putting the salt on it. And you'd have to be managed because that you be clearly honest. haven't got gone for legal guidelines as far as adding no. sort of things to it. I added the salt and too much poured out and I went, oh, it's a bit too much salt. And therefore I just put peri-peri salt. Yeah, what I, what I should have done is paprika, but I put peri-peri salt on it. I can so feel more myself salt. drying up. Uh, that drink though, really good. Yeah, thanks. Really, really fruity, really, really nice. Lovely. That's got a lot of uh, fruit in it. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I'll save it just in case anything else is around. Yeah, you get done drink it all at once. Um, but really nice. I really like the gut, like you put lemon on the on the yeah. rim. And actually, if you squeeze the lemon in it, it does go in. Another little... So, so no, thank you. <laughs> now, Can't I have something so for badly. you now. Yes. I'm just going to go and grab it, so don't mind me, just as okay. I reach off the mic. Well, your food, I must, I must admit, your food all looks really nice. Now, this one, I had it when it was not long out of the oven. Right. This was where the tortilla came from. So... I don't really know what to call these. Maybe you can help me name them. Yeah. But they're kind of little mini pizza cups. Oh, right. That sounds quite nice in itself. So the little mini pizza cups, what they are is they're a tortilla cut bigger than the size of the tin. Like they're, they're basically a cake cupcake tin. Yeah. And then I had a smaller, um, what should we call it? Yeah. Cutter that pushed them in. Right. Then I put... <coughs> tomato Excuse puree oh, on that, the bottom spread that, that out I'm going to have to have another drink while yeah. you're talking <laughs> uh, just take one of these as well right okay you can eat it while I'm explaining it oh you took one not right from the top interesting um, <laughs> well I don't know you, it was a pyramid and you took one from the middle you never take one from the top um, on. unless you're on countdown so anyway yes so uh, then tomato puree and then I did cheddar cheese, and I basically I had a very creative way of doing the cheddar cheese, and then mozzarella, and then pepperoni, and a bit of basil to top it off. And I think they came out all right. Now I haven't tried them cold yet. Well, I'll tell you, I know this is not lovely for people to listen to us eating, perhaps, but these are good. It does taste like cold pizza, and I have no issue in eating cold pizza. Um, there's a huge bit of pepperoni. Pepperoni, it's just all them crisps. They're affecting me. I'd say that's really nice. You know, mm. <clears throat> it's similar. It's not the same consistency because you've used tortilla. I like it. Yeah, rather than uh, using what I presume they use for mini pizzas, which is like a mini pizza base. Yeah, they're very, really nice. they're very bready. I always find the mini pizzas are all right, but they're very bready. But I think that's really good. And I reckon that could make it onto the, 
the table. It's just behind my soggy crisps at the moment. But yeah, mm, sure, okay. Yeah, I'll have a think about. It. No, actually, I really especially you've put there's some tomato one. base in there, and as you bite into it, you get a lot of a bit of a kick of that as well. So that's really nice. Well done, and it actually can I just say it looks like food as well. Yeah, when I did them, I, I did them, and I was actually really happy about it because your crisps look like cardboard, right? <laughs> and my crisps look like they should be in the bottom of a bin. Uh, but these actually look like something you would see and eat, and they are really quite nice. Okay. Is it me then, next? Yeah, these look like, sorry, they do look a bit like what you could buy like as a, a frozen thing but when you have a Christmas tea. So I would recommend these, and they were really easy to make. And I'm sure they've been done before. However, yeah, I'm I don't care. All over I don't care that they've been done been done before no they're so, really nice them i really like them you should do those i like the fact that you've actually prepped a menu <coughs> what's next on your menu dad well oh, i'm gonna eat more of them for my main course and i think this is going to be a huge success um i've These done are the ones that that turned cloudy in the kitchen don't they? individual sapo sapo and el agullero served with a tocino issue de cebolla roja You've been using Google Translate today. Right. So, can I take a guess what they are? They look like Yorkshire puddings with a cocktail sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, looks can be deceiving, Connor. Okay. They are. Are they Yorkshire puddings with a cocktail cocktail sauce? They are um, toad in the hole, mini toad in the holes with a red onion chutney. Okay. There's no gravy. No, because I found that a little bit difficult to do. So these are bite-sized one. Right, okay. You could have a gravy dip. You could do something like that. Um, I'm going to take a bite whilst you continue talking. Yeah, and and I'll try and... I think... Oh, I mean, obviously, this is like a taste sensation in his mouth. You can tell by his look, this has got to go straight in at number one. Well, I didn't get any sausage in the first bite, but I did get the... Uh, red onion chutney. Yeah. And it's okay. It's, it's okay. Just okay. I'm going to eat the rest of it. Yeah. And then I'll describe it a bit more whilst you just, whilst I eat it and you can eat one. Yeah, well, hurry up because there's about six of them. <laughs> now, I just think for the man on the go, you know, everybody wants toad in the owl, but for the man on the go, you need something small, you need something compact. Um, I'm thinking of selling this to the Chinese, not the Chinese, Japanese. Japanese really like um, small, efficient things. And you could have this in your pocket, a pocket toad in the hole. I wouldn't have it in my pocket, but what a I will toad say... toad in the pocket. Right. Yeah. Whilst you eat it, I'm going to explain my thoughts around it. So, it was good. It was nice, actually. I think it was nicer than I thought it was going to be. Because uh, without sounding rude, it does look very dry and very beige. Yeah, so I'm used to like eating Yorkshire's with a bit of gravy or something, even sugar, because um, they're similar to pancakes. Um, but they are really quite nice. What I am tempted to do, though, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm tempted to have another with a bit of honey on it, because I've got some honey in the room. You're going, mm, and just putting face at me. So I'm going to do that. Go for it. They are quite nice. Yeah, they're not bad. It, it tastes a bit um, nothing. Until you actually hit the uh, red onion. If it wasn't for the red onion. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's saved by the red onion. Let's have a little bit of It's a bit like a donut. When you have a donut and it's got hardly any jam in it, and it really is a waste of, uh, you know, whatever time it takes you to eat the donut. But when it's got loads of jam in it, it's just like the best thing ever. And you, uh, the fact you've gone for a second one is encouraging. Yeah, I mean, they're better than both of our I mean, crisps. I mean, you're trying to disguise it with another taste that you really like. We've already ascertained that you like to have spoonfuls of honey. Pinel. Do you smother that with honey then, didn't you? Yes, he said, nodding at us. This is a terrible idea for a podcast. <laughs> it's, it's back in, the, in some of the ones we've done before. Not magic tricks. But I reckon these, I mean, do they do individual? We're trying to eat off Mike. Look, have a bit of honey on that last bite. 
Oh, I don't really like honey. Do you not? Okay, no. I don't have honey in that last bite then. But they're right. They're nice. I think just maybe a bit more chutney maybe in there. Fill it up with chutney. Maybe not fill it up with chutney. It's been too much. But just a bit more chutney. Just to let you all know, we are trying to eat off the mic. But this is quite difficult because you get You're all your saliva going, don't like you? Less sausages, more chutney. No, no, no. Still make the same amount <laughs> of sausage. What, one? Yeah, well, Less make- Yorkshire pudding. And no, sausage. don't have to change up the other ingredients. More. Just add more chutney. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just disguising your taste, or is it complementing it? What is it doing? Is it is it is it bringing out the other taste, or what? The honey or the chutney? No, the no, honey. The, chut- See, the, the honey's just the chutney. Yeah. Look, the chutney. I feel like adds more. Um, I don't. I want to avoid the word, but moistness to it, right? Rather than it being quite dry. Okay. Talking of moistness, would you like a crisp? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to have a, a bit of smoothies. It took cal- me ages cal- to do them. I can't believe they're going to get wasted. Right, okay. So you've tasted yeah, all mine nothing. because you're tasting the drink, which I'm going to have a little sip of when you do the next one. You seem to have other stuff still down there. So I actually have two more things down here. Now, they do look identical. Right. So it's like Russian roulette. No, because I know which one's which. So a little bit of a lesson here. Not a lesson, but just a bit of... I discovered, I had an idea. I was driving home the other day and I had an idea. And I had the idea of, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you one. Right. Yeah. And you're go- you're eating the soggy crisp. <laughs> I'm going to give you one and then I'm going to explain it <coughs> after you've eaten it. Now, with this one, what I would like you to do, because I've got a little uh, bowl of maple syrup there. Right. What I would like you to do is get the whole thing. Right. Put it in the... Um, Maple syrup, and then put it all in your mouth at once. I don't even know what vegetable that crisp was. <laughs> it was orange. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think that's really indicating what it is. God, what an absolute disaster! Hang on. So these are these are quite clearly uh, a sweet one. Then uh, they've got icing sugar on the top. Right. Hang on. So yes. Yeah, so you need to. Don't look at it too much because you'll be able to tell what it is once you looked at it. But put it in the uh, maple syrup. Just swirl it around just a little bit. Yep. And then, yeah, just try and get rid of the... And then all in at once. All in at once? All in at once, yeah. Just so you... I've got such a delicate mouth. But the next time you can eat it a bit more carefully if you want. But this one all in at once. So what you've eaten there is an able skiver. Uh, which is, um, but it's not quite, it's a mix on that. So my particular recipe, I'll be honest, I couldn't get hold of all the ingredients. So I've got cinnamon instead of cardamom. Um, and also what I've done with this particular recipe is, you may have noticed that in the middle there was a rolled up bit of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Now I'll be honest. I didn't. I knew you like bacon. I knew you like because these are what are referred to as Danish pancakes, but yeah. they're they're made in a in a spherical way. So that you what you do is you put them in the pan. It's a very special pan that you have to then flip them and gradually to the sphere. Now, um, yeah, that's what that is. Um, but I put a bit of bacon in the middle, basically. <coughs> now that is often something Sorry. they do. Um, yeah, in Denmark, but they yeah these are called Danish pancakes, and they're often eaten around Christmas, uh, traditionally. All right. So. Um, yeah, I thought I'd give them a go. <coughs> um, but right. It's because I had an idea of like, oh, wouldn't it be really good to have pa- uh, bacon in the middle of a pancake? Right, so... Thoughts? Weirdly, right? I'll I'm be going to have one whilst you speak. Perfectly honest about this. I We were talking about uh, sweet and savoury, and I'd never had stuff like that. And then you start having pancakes and bacon. But pancakes on the bacon with maple syrup over or whatever, or sausage or whatever. I don't know that when I dipped it in the... In the um, maple syrup, I was expecting it to be sweet, and then it and there was this bit of bacon in the middle of it. It it kind of, I wasn't sure about that. It all tastes all alright, but I think I'd probably eat those, not necessarily with drip dripping in maple syrup. Maybe a little touch of maple syrup. Did it take you by surprise? It did. I really like them. Well, I don't, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that I wasn't expecting there to be bacon in them. Would you like one without bacon? What's in... Sorry. What's in this one? Nothing. 
Nothing. It's just a promise. I will skewer. Um, but I'd be a Lego. Or normally, something. what you do is you you dip them in like raspberry jam. But I didn't bring up any raspberry jam, so okay, you can either well, eat it in the maple syrup with honey or on its own. <clears throat> I'll have it with maple syrup, but just on its like on on a, pl- a plain one, please. Here you go. There's a plain one. But yeah, I really quite like them. And what I think I'll be doing, as I put the bed down, as what I think I'll be doing is uh, is at Christmas I will make some more. And have them at um, Christmas dinner. Yeah, that was very nice. Watching you do that. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that I quite like them. Do you like them? Sorry, I got caught up with the fact that last time you told me we eat it all in one go. <laughs> I don't know why you ate it all and in one go. And that was far time. bigger than the previous one. What you could have done is you could have torn it up and then dipped in. Which is what we did I with yesterday. Done. Oh wow! Because you actually you <coughs> did that. You tried the normal one yesterday. Because I yeah, made them I for the know first what time yesterday. You were going to go for with a different one. That the one I've got to say, I prefer the ones without the bacon. That is lovely. They are really good, aren't they? They are really, really nice. Well, that was it. Better with maple syrup. Or no, yesterday you had it with jam, didn't you? <clears throat> I think with jam or maple syrup, really nice. You could even have them with ice cream. They're almost like. Choc- uh, like chocolate eclair not a chocolate eclair what do they call them profit rolls they're almost like that consistency and really nice quite light they're lovely no, they're, yeah. that's a success definitely a success well I mean they're no individual toting holes are they but I've seen individual toting holes before by the way have you yeah they sell lots of places like Iceland but they sell many pizzas in there as well don't they I didn't know they did that I'm glad I bet they're not like them, though. No, probably not. <laughs> um, I think that kind of wraps it up, though, doesn't it? It does. So I, just to just to conclude, I think what we've decided here is we have... I feel like we could have the mini totem holes for Chris, um, Christmas tea. Yeah. I feel like we could have the mini pizzas. Yeah. I feel like we could have the able, able skiver or Danish pancakes. Can't don't really know how to pronounce them, so my apologies. We could have those. I would drink that smoothie again, but I don't, I don't necessarily need to have it at Christmas. No. Um, no, I uh, think I think someone else. Uh, if those we are really perfect nice. the crisps, I feel like they could work. I don't at this very I'm point in time, off. I wouldn't have either of the crisps at Christmas dinner. Well, the one, my, the ones I made just make me feel sad, and you, the <coughs> ones the ones uh, that you made make me want to cry, but not for the same reason. Yeah, it's just they're too intense. Yeah, so they could be something to put on there for to shut people up. Should we try them again? Not not try them again now because I don't no, want, I don't, I don't no, want to eat them please, please, I've no. had about five today. I know we're nearly hospital, but I don't think I'm going to make it in time. Otherwise, no, that's that's excellent. What what is good about it though is that it's nice to see because, like we said right at the beginning about you cooking, mm-hmm. but you were quite infused about doing this, and you got quite into doing it as well and looked some stuff up and mucking about. When did you come doing, up with your ideas? Um, this morning. Yeah. I've had a bit of a, a dodgy a week. week. Ago. <laughs> yeah, I've had a bit of a dodgy a week, week, and ago. so I couldn't really get my head around it. And I'm usually a lot more prepared, as you know. Um, but that was all right. This morning, my head was a little bit clearer. I thought, right, I know what I'm going to do. And straight away, went out and got a few bits and, and ruined it all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a really dodgy looking carrot as well. That was a humongous carrot. I was yeah. looking for a big one, but um, that one was quite frightening. Yeah, made yeah. me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we well, shouldn't have put it there. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Right, okay. So, <clears throat> that's it for this week, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for coughing, though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's just that some of this stuff that I'm, I've been eating is, is affecting me physically um, and mentally. Next week... It's Christmas. It's Christmas Day. It's yeah. Christmas Day, and we're doing something a little bit special. Yeah. We're going to have a pantomime. And now you've said it, we have to do it. And now I've said it. We've said it before. Yeah. But we're going to do a pantomime. Yeah. And we'll tell you what that pantomime is next week. Is that because you haven't fully decided yet? No. It's just that I just want to give myself a sort of escape plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. So. All right, then. You got anything to say? Uh, just make sure on the website, 
if you do want to send us any messages, it can be done on the website or by email at father and son, uh, contact us at fatherandsundays.com or the website fatherandsundays.com. Uh, all the episodes available in there, but go to your chosen podcast platform, like and subscribe with those as well. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like and follow us, share yep. with Tell your people. best friends, cat. Yep. If you could. If you could. Okay. So it's bye bye from me. Bye. For your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.